Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode of the No Huddle Show is being brought to you by Chevrolet Cadillac of Turnersville, a Penske automotive dealer. Visit today at the Route 42 location in Turnersville, New Jersey, or online at ChevroletofTurnersville.com and CadillacofTurnersville.com. What's going on, everybody? Zach Rosenblatt here, NJ.com, here with Mike K at the Novacare Complex for the latest episode of the No Huddle Show. This is our preview episode. Lots to talk about. Uh, we're, we're fresh off a kind of shocking game that occurred on Thursday night between the Saints and the Cowboys. Not Maybe shocking is not the right word because it's hard to win on the road. That's just the reality. But the Saints lost to the Cowboys in a 13-10. to 10? Was that the final score? Yeah. 13-10. to 10, The Saints, who just scored like 3,000 points on the Eagles, it felt like. And they were like tacking them on at the end like it was nothing. And they couldn't score a lick against an admittedly better Cowboys defense. Uh, but, I mean, not just the Eagles. They've been doing it against the I mean, everybody. Yeah. Everybody. Uh, it was an impressive performance by the Cowboys. Like you could talk about the Thursday night uh, lag when you come from from being on the road, you can do all that. The Cowboys are a good team. I yeah. mean, especially on defense, they have, a, they have a really good defense, and that's going to keep them in every game. Right, they have good defense. They've got a good running game that works for that worked for the Jaguars last year. It's working for the Cowboys this year. I'm still not convinced Dak Prescott's a very good quarterback, but he he can he can move the truck along like he can do the job. Yeah, pardon this comparison, but I think he's a lot like Nick Foles, where if there's a lot of things that are going well in front of around him, he can really put together a sustainable win. I mean, I mean, yeah, look at look, when they won the division two years ago, they had the best offensive line in the league. They had Ezekiel Elliott. They Dez Bryant was okay at that point. They had Jason Witten. So like, you put these pieces around him that like where he doesn't have to do as much, and you're fine. Like he's gonna get paid more than he's worth, but that's quarterbacks like that's yeah, just the reality I mean, last, like you, if the jerry jones pays the guys he likes and he's obsessed with dak prescott so i mean last night i didn't think he looked particularly great he took a, some of those sacks and he scored the 13 off, points like right some of the sacks were on the offensive line but some of those sacks he took he just didn't there were pieces yeah. that he didn't see he just whatever we don't yeah yeah and we're not this is the cowboys podcast because right. everybody probably would delete it already so, but 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 what this means for the eagles yeah what this means for the eagles now it's it's not good news obviously no but you know, you the Eagles put themselves in this position to where they are going to need help in some form or fashion. Uh, they do control their own destiny somewhat because if they win out, then they do. But like the chances of them but, winning yeah, out when they haven't won back to back games all season is pretty. Slightly, there's chances are still and you're down. still and you're still relying on the Cowboys losing to like the Colts and stuff like that. So right, well, no, but even then, you if they win out, yeah, 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 I know. I'm just saying, but, but <laughs> so. Yeah, you do have to hope that Frank Reich and the Colts do you a solid and beat them. Uh, the Colts are competing to win the AFC South. Hey, man, Frank also, Reich for Coach of the Year. Yeah, and they're also trying to, to make the playoffs. So, 
you know, you hope there that Texans game for the Eagles in Week 16, week 16. is going to be the biggest AFC matchup they've had probably in a couple of years, just from the timing but of it. But even moving back a little bit, it, number one, if they lose to the Redskins this week, they're done. Yeah. Maybe not technically, like, but you can yeah, pretty much yeah. say they're done. And then if they lose to the, if they lost to that one, okay, let's say they beat the Redskins and then they lose to the Cowboys on the road, they're still in trouble because then they don't have a tiebreaker at the Cowboys anymore. So it's almost like you're an extra game back. Right. So from the division, I know you, you, there's other ways of getting right. in. But. In elementary terms, if they lose to the Redskins, they can still make the playoffs by going four and zero in the remaining four games. If if the Panthers lose three of their remaining games and the Vikings lose three of their remaining games. They could technically still do it if the Seahawks lose three of their remaining games, but they've got like a powder puff schedule. I think they play the 49ers twice and the and the Cardinals once. There's no way. I mean, I, I, I would be shocked if that happened. Yeah. But if they win all of their division games and they split Texans or, or Rams, those Texans-Rams matchups, then they can win the division if theoretically... <clears throat> the Cowboys lose to the Colts. Yes. So, I get all that stuff you're saying. Obviously, they're still in the playoffs, but... Playoff hunt. Playoff hunt. Okay, that's <laughs> touche. Touche. But, I, I just go back to the same thing I've been saying for a couple weeks now. Number one, they haven't just given us any reason to be optimistic that they can do all these things, number one. Number two, they've put themselves in this position that they need 20 things to happen. Like, they're... they're a good team does, isn't in this position. Like that's just the reality. Like you, you, you and I were talking earlier. You're, you're like they're, the Titans are like the Eagles of, of the AFC right now in terms of like their record and where they stand. And the Eagles could beat the Titans either. So it's just like they haven't beaten anybody good. They haven't won two in a row. They beat the Giants and it was a good win. But you also barely beat the Giants, who are not a very good team. And if Pat Shermer, I mean, I'm not going to throw what ifs and all that stuff. But Pat Shermer lost that game for them maybe more than the Eagles won it. Uh, the one game that's going to really come back to bite them hard you can talk about the cowboys game but the the panthers game is really yeah the one. especially the word that was the one they were up 13 to zero right right yeah they they i mean they the, the first three quarters were the first were the they were great quarters of cam newton's and and, and the eagles were fantastic in those, those first three yeah quarters. and now you look at it the the panthers own the tiebreaker over them I think the had the had the Panthers not owned the tiebreaker over them, I think the Eagles things would be much. looking a lot better right, right. now. Yeah. They'd be six and six five. and five, and they would probably have a pretty strong grasp of. They'd actually probably be in the Redskins spot as the sixth seed right now. Yeah, I mean that that and that's the crazy part about you know we give Doug Peterson a lot of flack when he says the whole they're one play away thing, but the reality is like if they beat a, if they win a couple of these games that they messed up. Like they would be in a better position, which is why I think everybody's like, like if they had been getting killed in these games and they still were five and six, like then maybe this discussion is different. But the fact that they were close is why everybody's like, maybe I have a little bit of hope left. I, I personally don't. I, I don't think they're making the playoffs if I'm predicting right now. They, if the Cowboys they, look like a pretty good team, so if they beat simply yes. finish against the Titans and finish against the Panthers, this conversation we're, it, we're I'm, talking, I'm I'm in a different tone right now for right, sure. Right, right, and I think. There's a lot that goes into that, right? So, mismanaging the bottom of the roster, mismanaging depth, obviously the injuries, you don't want to make injuries an excuse, whatever. They are. There's not a front office in this league that does not consider injuries an excuse. And it's an, it is, I mean, it's coach speak is the reality, but Doug does this thing where he's constantly like, he like lists off how they have all these injuries. I'm not trying to make injuries an excuse. Well, then stop saying it. Like, I mean, yeah, but I mean, there are. Like, I, you, I mean, if you want to say, all right, injuries have screwed us. Like, say it. Like, don't, yeah, don't I mean, beat around the bush. Like, we, we all see it. 
I mean, and I guarantee you, they lose these but, two games, then they're going to say, hey, you know, we're beaten up, blah, 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 yes, blah. Yes, but as we've talked about, their problems on offense don't have to do with injuries. On the nose, my <laughs> friend, on the nose. Like, That's... defense, sure. And everybody blamed Jim Schwartz anyway when they weren't banged up, so I don't even, I don't even know yeah, what I'm that really is. kind of getting over the whole Jim Schwartz. Uh, <laughs> but uh, but the offense, like, they have, at this moment right now, like Darren Sproles even might play this week. We'll get it. We'll 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 just copy and paste our discussion on that from a few weeks. But the point being, like the only guys that they don't really have that they should have are JJ, who Josh Adams might be better than him. Yeah. Uh, and then they don't have Mac Hollins and Mike Wallace was supposed to be a guy, but in reality, like you can just pretend like he was never here. Uh, you know, the thing for me is is they haven't figured out this wide receiver. Group. And I think that that needs to be a larger discussion. Golden Tate moving, thing, yeah. Moving forward, we can, we can talk. We can, Aguilar, we, can mean, ta- like, we can talk. Let's talk about Golden Tate right now because we can tie it into the. So everybody gave the Cowboys a lot of flack for trading a first round pick for Amari Cooper, which I think is still fair criticism. But if they win the division and he looks like a piece, like he has, like he looks pretty. He had a fumble, I think, against the yeah, Saints. He did. But I mean, he had 185 yards a week before, most of it coming on one play. But. They, they needed a number one receiver. They plugged him in. They figured out how to use him. I know it's a little different because they didn't have any receivers before. So they went, maybe not. They had a bunch of number three receivers. And they plug in a guy and, he, and they figured out how to use him. Whereas the Eagles traded a third round pick, you know, thinking that they could be a contender this year. And they just haven't been able to figure out how to use him. They force fed him last week. He's had more targets than Nelson Aguilar or Alshon Jeffrey since he's been here. Almost combined. Yeah, uh, I mean, Zach Gertz might be the only one that's had more than him, actually. They finally started using Dallas Goddard more last week, which is a really good sign because I think they should keep doing that. But uh, it's it's early, and there still is time for Tate to, like, prove his value. But, like, at this current stage, you, you, you take the L on that trade. Well, they're forcing it. And, they are. Like, and that's you, what my concern would be if Darren Sproles played, is that they'd force him especially into the Especially, which they've done before. Like, the first week he started that game. Yeah, you know, that's the thing is I think – this team isn't worried about optics, but they're they're worried about making the most of like the value and stuff. And I think that that's not the way to play it. I think you've got to focus on what works for you. And the two things that have worked for you, for the most part, are Alshon Jeffrey and Zach Ertz. And so that's who you've got to focus on. Dallas Goddard, when he's been targeted, he's been terrific. Uh, Nelson Aguilar. We'll, we'll have these flashes, and then you don't... I mean, see he had him. the most important play of the game, maybe. Like, right, you've got to go back fourth to down. He's a guy that I'd want to establish early against the Redskins, because he has had success against the Redskins. Even when he was considered a bust, he did well against the Redskins. So, I mean, this wide receiver position is just... That's the thing, is like, I think Carson is playing very, very well. Yeah, does he have Elimin- Eliminate the Saints game when you're talking yeah, about that, yeah, but yeah. yeah. I mean, I... But, like, I just don't think his wide receiver group is, is used properly. I don't. You saw early on against the Giants, which I thought was really well done, is they set up Ertz and, and Jeffrey to get yards after the catch. That sounds yeah, I was, like about, yeah, really I was about to say, like, the whole thing with Tate was he's great at getting the yak. He hasn't really been getting that. Then Alshon had this great play where he got it and he ran, like, upfield. Oh, yeah, and he was doing, like, Pete Maravich moves. Yeah. Yeah. And that's one of the more confusing things, their uses of Alshon. Like, last year, even though, like, there were some struggles, him and Wentz maybe weren't on the same page, he was getting targeted, like, a lot. He had 120 targets last year. Yeah. And he only had, like, I forget, it wasn't very, it was, like, 50-something catches or 60-something yeah, catches. Yeah, and he but only had, like, 700. This year, he's catching most of the balls that are thrown to him. He's just not getting thrown to very, like, the, I, you wrote about all Sean earlier this week, how they haven't used him as much. I think if you averaged it out, his first four weeks, because he came in the week four, 
against yeah, the Titans was his first game. I think he was averaging eight targets and five catches a game. Nine and a half targets. Nine and a half targets and five catches a game or something like that. And then since he's averaging like four targets and three catch, like it, it's bad. Like you, if he's your number one receiver, then treat him like that. Like don't work Tate in the way you need to work him in, but don't force feed him because you feel all this pressure from everybody criticizing you for the move. Yeah, and which mean, is what it felt like last week. And I think the trade to it's more about it wasn't just. We, when we talked about the benefits of the trade heading after it was made, it was more of not necessarily his production, but what he could do for the rest of the yeah. offense. The offense has been stale. Like, it's been worse somehow. The passing offense, at least. Yeah, yeah. you know. So that's why you and I, our prescription for this cure to awfulness on offense is to run the football. Corey Clement looks healthy. I, Corey Clement had his best game of the season mm-hmm. against the Giants. It flew into the radar because everyone wanted to talk about Josh Adams, but right. yeah, Josh Adams is is a legit player. Whether he's a legit, you know, bell cow starter, that's a whole other discussion. But he is a for legit right now. Player. He is their their number one guy. Yeah. yeah, he's a legit NFL player, and I think you know when you look at how this Eagles team is built, they 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 would benefit from running the football, especially because of how they incorporate RPOs. And how athletic their offensive linemen are. Like, just do it. Like, I, I don't care. To open this Redskins game, if you want to run the ball three times and you don't pick up a first down, I'm cool with that. Get Adams going. Get Clement going. They it's did. Time. They, yeah, they did the same thing in the first quarter. They've still been bet 9 out of 11 first quarters shut out. They Josh Adams had that 50-yard run that was called back, and then they the kind of got away from the run again in the first quarter. So You can't do that. Yeah. This kid can play. And it, it could be that let him get into a groove. Even if he gets stuffed three plays in a row, like you're getting him the getting that out of the way. And something we need to talk. And I wrote about this yesterday on on Friday. Um, these rookies, for everything that you could say about this rookie class, they have a lot of tenacity. They bounce back from bad plays all the time. Josh Adams could have let his frustration from the 51 yard touchdown callback get to him. Instead, he told his offensive they're, line, "They're mature." Yeah, the, instead he told mature. his offensive line, "Hey, we're going to get another one." And they did. Uh, Dallas Goddard uh, whips whiffs on a um, on a blitz by Alec Ogletree, eight yard loss on a sack. Comes back, catches a one arm pass. Um, Avante Maddox might be one of the most mentally tough rookies I've ever seen to switch positions and then become actually a standout at free safety. They're having these young guys contribute, and why you might not be seeing the results on the field, I think long-term, that's a good move. Those three pieces are very important. I, Josh Sweat's getting his playing time. Well, the fact that nothing's too big for these guys is a really good attribute to see in a rookie. Right. I think I think long-term, this team, this team, whether they make the playoffs or not, I think they will be in the playoff discussion for the foreseeable future because their rookies are, are starting to... Fill out the roster. Fill out the roster. And that says something after two kind of... Meh, well, I mean, 2017 class is kind of a problem area right now. Right, outside of Derek Barnett, who's now had soldier, shoulder yeah. surgery. Yeah, he was the only one that, that was really, like, starting even. Yeah. Right. Um, and I Sydney, think Sydney, Jones, Sydney Jones should play this week. But, I mean, will he last the whole game? That's one of those Darren Sproles things where it's like, does it matter? Which is sad because it's his second year. You know? I want to see more career on LeBlanc in the slot. I thought Deontay, uh, Devontae Bosby had a pretty good second half rewatching the game. Uh, I think Shannon Sullivan's probably just a role player, special teams player at this point. But I think Rasul, if he's healthy, could do well against a guy like Josh Dotson. We'll get into matchups a little bit later, but let's kind of talk about the Redskins and, and what they bring to the table. Because there's this narrative that they're all banged up and they're terrible. 
cool. Well, it's a division matchup. They're going to be playing them tough. And their defense is pretty good, too. Um, I, uh, my first, like, heavy draft work was Colt McCoy's draft. Wow. When I first started really, what like... What year was that? Uh, it was the same Bradford year. Wow. Um, Prolific year for average white quarterbacks. I say, yeah, I want to say it was... The, yeah, here, let me... <laughs> That'd be, like, 2009 or something like that, right? Um, I was in college, That's my... so... So, 1974? Oh, you're two years younger than me. Uh, Colt McCoy. Let's see. Hold on. Uh, I side note. I was just astonished to find out that like Justin Peel was drafted in 2002. I just remember watching the Eagles tight ends coach. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, 2010. Yeah, it was 2010. Damn, I was a year off. Um, and you know, to me, he's a guy that I was a big fan of because I think he fits well into a West Coast offense. Jay Gruden is clearly also a very big fan of his. Yeah. Um, and what if the Sanchez place is all I'm saying? <laughs> well, who knows? Um, who knows? That's all I'm saying. Not Mark. Mark doesn't know, but, uh, Mark's actually almost done the NFC East, uh, tour. Quadfrecta or whatever it's called. All he needs Quadfrecta. Do you make up a word? Yeah. He'll sign with the Giants next off season. Um, oh man, that'd be but funny. Technically he played in their stadium forever. So if you really want to make it, hey, a there you go. Um, so anyway, uh, but Colt, Colt McCoy. Colt McCoy is a guy who can make plays. Uh, I don't know if you remember. Several years ago, he came in and uh, played very, very well. He came in for Kirk Cousins, played very, very well against the Cowboys. I think it was a Thursday night or a Monday night game, and whooped their ass. Like really, just beat them. Yeah. Um, he's a guy that takes a lot of risks with the ball. He's not afraid to to spin it. He's not afraid to take shots down the field. Um. I do think he will test some – he's very smart. I think he will test Rasul Douglas and Sidney Jones pretty often. Um, is he physically – very physically gifted? No. I think I think everything – his talents between the ears and maybe with his feet uh, to an extent. His pocket presence is pretty good. But, you know, this Eagles team, you never know with them, especially with the secondary as banged up as it is. At running back, Adrian Peterson's having a really strong year. Um, I've been waiting for him to kind of fall off. It's, you it's, know, it's pretty have, crazy. The Eagles have had a tough time tackling over the last three weeks. And, yeah. You know, this is a game for them. Where and really no Jordan them. Hicks. And you have two guys. No Jalen Mills. And you have two starters with two broken thumb with broken thumbs. Two starting right. linebackers with broken right. thumbs. Yeah, yeah Nigel Bradham so. just had surgery on Monday. Right. So it's going to be a little bit tougher to wrap And he, up. he doesn't go down easy. Yeah, no. He that, I mean, that, he's always been famous for that, but especially now in his later years where he maybe isn't as fast anymore. Nate Gary had a terrible game against the Giants. Yeah, he wasn't good. Um, you know, the, the one saving grace is Malcolm Jenkins, who I think is the MVP of this team right now. Not that that's saying very much, but, um, you know, he's going to be out there. They're going to have – this actually might be a better game for Corey Graham because if they do run the ball, he is actually a pretty decent tackler. Um, on defense, they've got a lot of stuff that they can throw at you. I, I think Ryan, Ryan Kerrigan has, like, 11 sacks in, like, 15 career games against the Eagles. <laughs> yeah, he, he makes the most of his time against Philadelphia. They've Mason Foster is one of the top tacklers in the league. DJ Swearinger is having a really strong year. Josh Norman still Josh Norman, uh, you know they they traded for Ha Ha Clinton Dix who eh, he's played okay since he's been there but again you know he'll probably be put on someone like Zach Ertz and that'll be an interesting matchup in this game, um, but yeah the Redskins don't scare you it's just 
they're not bad. Even with the injuries, they're not bad. They're just blah. Kind of sounds familiar, huh? Kind of <laughs> sounds like the Eagles. Yeah. Um, I mean, their their injuries have been mostly on offense. Right. Exactly. And, and you, they do. Their offensive line is a little banged up. Um, and on, I mean, let's before we get into full preview, let's 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 just go through some of these injured guys because one guy that's a question mark right now. The full injury report for Monday night's game will come out tomorrow. Uh, I mean, not, the guy, the guys that you'd expect to miss are going to Jalen Mills won't play. Uh, Jordan Hicks won't play. Vontae Maddox doesn't look like we'll play. It seems like Sidney Jones is on track. He's been practicing all week. Rizal Douglas on track. Michael Bennett has missed two straight practices that, with a foot a injury. Uh, he In the locker room yesterday, he was talking like he thinks he should be able to play on Monday, but he's missed two straight practices now. If he doesn't practice on Saturday, I mean, I know he's a veteran, so it's a little unique, and he's a guy that historically has like taken like taken a break for practice. That's like kind of how he goes about doing his thing, but they he's been their most consistent pass rusher on the team this season. He has six and a half on the year. He's had a lot of uh, pressures. I mean, we've talked about how impressed we've been with him. If they're for all the problems, how he had with this off season, like Michael Bennett was an absolute home run, yeah, but sure. if they don't have him, like all of a sudden their defensive line doesn't look as scary. Cause then you, I mean, unless Josh sweat steps up cause he would clearly have to play, but this Redskins offensive line is exploitable right now. Mm-hmm. Maybe Tim, this is Tim Jurgen's coming out game. I don't know. Yeah, but, this could be a good game. But uh, you need Fletcher Cox to be his dominant self. Like, if they can just hit McCoy a lot and force a turnover, then they might win this game by a lot. But if Michael Bennett's not playing, I'm a little worried. They need a blowout win, and this is an opportunity for them to get it. It's probably it? the last one remaining on the schedule you look at yeah. and be like, I could see a blowout. Yeah, I mean, the Texas game. I mean, Redskins on the road. It's on the road, so it's right. tough. Um, I would say that, yeah, you know, I'm actually optimistic that Bennett will play, and here's yeah, why. Yeah, I mean, I, I am too. I, I just like as of now, it's like it's questionable. He had the injury, and then he came back in the second half and played incredibly. Yep. So that's why he was had, almost better. <laughs> yeah. So um, that's the optimism there. I do think Josh Sweat needs more time. Um, this might be the week. This could be the week. Uh, there's also the fact that you do have Timmy Jernigan. He's got his legs under him a little bit. He said I think he, he played like 19 good. snaps last week. Yeah, which is more than I thought he would, honestly. Yeah, same. But I thought he brought some pretty good energy. It was fun watching. He's him. playing for his his. He, he has a contract, but he's playing for a contract pretty much. Well, but he's also playing for his daughter who wants to go back to the Super Bowl. Hate to tell her. I hope she doesn't <laughs> listen to this podcast. <laughs> Might ruin her day. But yes, yeah, he is playing for a contract, and um, if he means as much to this defensive line as they seem to promote him as. Hopefully he delivers in these next five games because these next five games are going to be the season. Uh, they're in playoff football throughout. They can maybe lose to the Rams. Lane Johnson even was like, these next two games are our season. Yeah. I mean, well, yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, again, the Cowboys could tailspin. There could be something that happens, but you can't rely on that. You have to win your game. They really have to, t- as corny as it is, they have to go game by game if they win this week. All right, we won this week. Now let's go on to the next one and and, ho- and beat the Cowboys. All right, we beat the Cowboys. Now we just have to close out and win one, two, two, two of one, two of the two, of, two of three, two, two of one, two of one. Yes, <laughs> two of the one game. games remaining. <laughs> yeah, so they have to win two or three. Uh, but yeah, so that, they should. I mean, we'll get into predictions later. They sh- if they lose this game, then 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 you can start questioning a lot of things about this season, like fully, because they they have no business losing this game. But yeah. what's funny is is like. They're mediocre. They're not yeah. a bad team. This is not they're a bad average. Team. They're average. They're an average team. They're probably going to finish seven and nine, eight and eight, nine. And seven. So they're a Jeff Fisher program, right? No, there's a lot of Jeff Fisher to this program. Oh god. To be <laughs> um, 
But I think they'll figure out the off. I think long term, this is still a, play, a, a Super Bowl playoff contender team. It's just this year is just not added up properly. There will be changes. There's going to be a mass exodus on defense, most likely. But yeah, I think this the roster is going to look a lot different next I year. I do think the scheme is the thing that will stay the same. I think Schwartz will stick around. I think uh, unless there's the absolute just like fall from grace in the next five games. I don't think he's the issue. But, yeah, again, I, I think this this matchup favors the Eagles. They should be favored in this game. They should win this game. But they also should have beat the Carolina Panthers. They also should have beat the Titans. They should have beat the, the Cowboys. Vikings. They should have beat the Cowboys. They should have probably beaten the uh, the Bucks. So, again. <laughs> That's a lot of games. Yeah, if you're a betting man. Uh, you, you bet on that not happening. <laughs> yeah, I mean. I picked the Redskins. I mean, I picked the Eagles this, this pick week. the Redskins. No, I picked the Eagles this week. Everybody's <laughs> yeah. picked the Eagles this week. Yeah, yeah. Is Which bad, is a bad sign. Yeah, bad, bad sign. Omen. And also, whoever I pick, it tends to be wrong, and I picked the Eagles. So. Oh, so there you go. Spoiler so alert. That. <laughs> Send the hate mail his way. But. Hey, I picked the Giants to win last week. So. Oh, well, there you go. So, you know, where where do you stand with this team going into this game? If they lose this game by three points, what's your take on this team? I would say even before this game, after watching the Cowboys beat the Saints, I got I got the nail out. I have the coffin out, and I have my hammer. I just haven't started hitting it yet. Dang. Um, I'm I haven't the, the nail's not in the coffin yet, but it's like I, I have like the I'm like holding the nail above. Wow. <laughs> I, I, I mean, you use a hammer to nail a coffin, right? I'm hoping that analogy is right. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I've bought the plot of land. I've I've done my research. It's a, there's a nice tree overlooking it. The, 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 the hole is dug. It's just it's a matter of do I want, you know, driftwood? Do I want oh boy. metal? We're, ta- we're taking this deep. I like it. Yeah. like. Uh, have you watched that uh, new show with uh, Michael Douglas? Uh, on oh, Netflix. the one with uh, Alan Arkin the, or whatever? Yeah, no, no, I haven't watched it yet. Is Kaminsky, it good? The Kaminsky Yeah, the Kaminsky uh, method or whatever. Method. Yeah. Really good, but they there's a... Uh, it's just that's why I'm bringing up the caskets. <laughs> there's a scene where they talk about caskets. Um, this Eagles season is just like they the, the division wanted to give itself to the Eagles. Like it, it really did. It like, was take me. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> no, no, they it's been presented to them on a platter, and they keep dropping the platter on the floor. And you know they wouldn't be the first Super Bowl team to fall back. Fall yeah. back. I mean, the Broncos did it recently. The Ravens did it a few years. Even ago. the Patriots did it that one year. Yeah, their their first year. Out of the, out of, <laughs> I think that's their only, way back when. I think they've only missed the playoffs. And it was twice. when and it was Brady was injured that year, right? Matt Castle no, that, was a quarterback. That's the, that's the second. Time okay. Missed it. Uh, okay, but that wasn't after a Super Bowl. That was 2009. It all clumps together. All right, let, let's 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 go into actual game preview now. Um, matchups. So. We talked. We we touched on a little bit. Let's start with. Uh, I think Josh Norman will probably be on Alshon Jeffrey. Yeah, that's a good match. Uh, Norman, he's still really good. But I mean, if you just look at his numbers, he's given up a lot of yards this year, and and five touchdowns actually. Which, I mean, so he's he's more beatable than he's ever been probably. Mm-hmm. What and the, but the Eagles also haven't gone to Alshon very much, and I don't know if it's him, if it's the cornerbacks that are covering. Like he's obviously in a, a focus of opposing defenses. Uh, they they need to get that dude back going because the off this offense is at its best when he's at his best. Yeah, I think like you, you even in that Titans game, they started off that game really fast too, thirteen to three, I believe. He and he had he had a hundred yards. It was his only hundred yard game as an Eagle. Like get back to that. Yeah, I think they need to target him and 
uh, Nelson early. If if Tate gets open, you throw to him, whatever. But he's really got to be just like a an appendage of the offense as opposed to like the right and left hand, if that makes sense. Um, I think you you've got to test Josh Norman. Because if, if you can prove that you can throw on Josh Norman, that's going to make the secondary go, hey, this is going to be an issue. And you make them kind of press a little bit. Uh, you want to take away some safeties from the box because you want Josh Adams to be able to run wild like the stallion that he is. Um, the crazy thing is they're gonna, they're probably going to be game planning for Josh Adams now. Yeah. I mean, Doug Peterson even said it's going to be hard to hide him like as a starter and as a focal point. And I think... When you consider that, I think his matchup against uh, Mason Foster is going to be really interesting. Foster is really good at bringing down ball carriers. Uh, but Josh is a guy that can stick his foot in the ground, make one cut, and be gone. And I think that's what's most impressive about him. He's not the biggest. He's he's very tall, but he's also very lean. And I'm interested to see how that matchup happens. It works out because Foster's kind of like a compact linebacker. Um, and to see who wins out there will be interesting. Another matchup that I like for the Eagles is Fletcher Cox against their interior, the Redskins' interior offensive line. It's banged up. They, they've got a lot of missing pieces. I think Fletcher Cox could eat in this game on the stat sheet. He's been he, Just because he's not had sacks doesn't mean he isn't playing very well. I mean, he had like five pressures last week. Yeah. Right, yeah, he balled. So I think this is where you see him get maybe one of those two and a half sack games that come comes out of nowhere yeah and uh another matchup we talked about this a little bit earlier i would say the linebackers versus adrian peterson Mm -hmm. uh they they struggled quite a bit against saquon barkley in the first half and he was actually getting the ball they struggled against ezekiel elliott when jordan hicks was healthy he's gone well not gone but he's not playing this week uh nadja bradham only has one hand (laughs) kimu gruger hill only has one hand and Nate Gary hasn't really shown that he should be playing too much on defense. So, I mean, that, it's a little concerning. I mean, maybe you let – you hope the hope is maybe Peterson gets his yards, but they don't get their, any touchdowns in the passing game. Right, and you got to hope that the D-line plays well against the run. Um, I'd say for the Eagles' offense, another interesting one would be Zach Ertz against either HaHa Clinton-Dix or DJ Swearinger. Both of those guys are very physical. Zach Ertz isn't really known for his physicality, but, I mean, he's been mostly unstoppable this season, and he's if he gets seven catches in this game, he'll break Brian Westbrook's record for catches in a season, and I think he, he, that would be pretty dur- doable at this point. Um, I, I just I, – here's the thing. Zach's having a great year. But he's expected to have a great year, and I mm-hmm. think that's part of the reason why this team struggles is they only have one guy kind of doing what he's supposed to be. Totally, doing yeah. From an Relative to expectations, yeah. Yeah, and so, you know, Carson's supposed to play well. He's playing well. But, like, nobody else is really stepping up outside of maybe Josh Adams consistently. So that's the concern that I have going into this game because it feels like the Eagles' offense typically plays down to the ability of their opponent. And typically that ends poorly. So, yeah, I mean, that's how I feel about the matchups. All right, well, scene. well let's, let's do predictions then. What do you, what do you got? I forgot what I, I said. I think I said 24 to 19 Eagles over Redskins. I think it's going to be a, t- it's going to be a touchdown game, at, like within that realm. 
Um, but I do think the Eagles come out quicker than normal in this game. I think they come up with some plays for kind of similar to the Colts game where they really take advantage of the tight ends and the running game. And I, they use full personnel quite a bit on that first drive in the end zone. And that starts them off right. And then I think the Redskins kind of make like a third quarter comeback. And then the Eagles are able to close them out because of Josh Adams. Yeah, I had Eagles 21, Redskins 13. Um, and it might even feel like the Eagles beat them by more than that, but I, I still don't have that much confidence in the Eagles' offense right now, so 21 is an accomplishment for them, three touchdowns. Um, but yeah, Carson Wentz maybe keeps going back in the right direction since that Saints game. Uh, Corey Clement, I think, could have a good game. Yeah, I got the I got the Eagles winnings, which means wow, they're gonna, really what, what, which, which, which means they're going to lose. Probably, yeah, <laughs> you really sold that one. <laughs> got um, to sell it. You know, the outlook's interesting. If you you know, this is a Monday night game, so make sure you're watching the other games. You want the Panthers to lose. You want the Vikings to lose. Um, who cares about the Giants at this point? But those are the games that you really want to pay attention to because the Eagle. If the Eagles beat the Redskins. The Panthers lose and the uh, Vikings lose. The Eagles will be in prime position to potentially take on that six seed race as well. So you have that fallback plan. All right, for sure. All right, let's end on that note. We covered a lot of ground today. Thank you guys for listening. Like Josh Adams. <laughs> we actually, b- before we go, I'll, I'll go and see if there's any comments to read from the last podcast because I yeah, always talk it. about. Uh, they talked about Darren Sproles. Lynch was clutch. Josh Adams is great. He killed it at Notre Dame. Why would the Eagles think he wasn't still going to be great? Give Josh Adams 17 to 23 carries a game. Very specific. And the RPO finally works. Stop saying Carson isn't clutch. He's been accurate all year. His team has let him down. I don't think we ever said he wasn't clutch. No, I just said that he can't carry the team. That's, I mean, that's pretty apparent given their record. Uh, I mean, I under, I agree with him, though, with Josh Adams. I, I'm a 17 to 23 carry kind of kind of guy myself. Then there's some, we own Giants. Someone asked us, do we get paid for this? Uh, we don't. I mean, we get paid our regular amount for <laughs> working. <is> part <laughs> of it. <laughs> you won't go anywhere with Michael Bennett. He's a cancer to any locker room, says Mike M. That is well, just like. That's a, interesting because. It's insane line, to me that people are still saying that. Well, defensive line coach Chris Wilson said that he his peers respect him in the locker room. He's always been very. I've, I've uh, seen younger guys, practice squad guys, going up to him with like their iPads to like ask him for tips. Like he's pulled Jordan Mylod. Like he's not a cancer. Like it, it's all focused on that that kind of BS uh, charge he had that keeps getting delayed. It's it, it ha- the thing that happened to him. He was charged for in January of 2017, and they've pushed it back again to the point where it's going to probably be after the New Year. So it'll be two full years since the alleged incident. So I'm not a legal expert, but that doesn't sound like anything that like he wouldn't be playing right now if there was an, anyway, everybody likes Michael Bennett. Like I, you haven't heard anybody say a bad thing about him since he got here. Okay. <laughs> okay. Eagles fans. This is a Giants fan. I take it from Nick MX forever. Okay. Eagles fans. Don't get excited. It was just the bleep Giants <laughs> against any quality team. The Eagles suck. That's valid. It's true. It's so accurate. far, yeah. Except for the Colts. Except for the Colts. <laughs> yeah, Frank Reich. Yeah, yeah. They have his number. Oh, and there's some mean stuff to, in response to that. Okay. Uh-huh. All right, we'll, we'll end on that note. Uh, make sure you guys subscribe. We're on all the apps. Uh, and leave a comment. Tweet at us. Let us know what you want us to talk about. And uh, we'll talk about it on the show. Thanks, guys. This episode of the No Huddle Show was brought to you by Chevrolet Cadillac of Turnersville, a Penske automotive dealer. 
Visit today at the Route 42 location in Turnersville, New Jersey, or online at ChevroletOfTurnersville.com and CadillacOfTurnersville.com.